we are in New York still, and we were walking outside today, and I could feel the biting cold air through my jeans. She's so fascinated by the Syracuse temperatures, and it's not even for my fellow northerners. It's not even really cold. It's really cold for Atlanta. The fact that she she's like, I can feel the cold air through my jeans. And I was trying to explain, and if, if you have lived in temperatures like this, you know, sometimes you can feel the cold air on your internal organs. Like you can feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I can't even imagine that level of cold. And I also have decided that like Southern 30 degrees, not the same as Northern 30 degrees. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today, uh, my name is Jeff Dollar, by the way, and today I am grateful for Target. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for family. The um, the the cold thing is funny to me, but it's it's interesting to look at the temperature from an outsider's point of view because uh, my dad and I were out running errands, and we went by my old elementary school, mm-hmm. and it was recess. So there were a bunch of like first and second graders out on the playground playing, wearing their winter clothes. And you weren't with us, Callie, but I thought, oh my gosh, if Callie (laughs) saw this, she would consider reporting the school for child abuse. Well, that's because in the South, kids in this level of cold, like the wind is, what did your dad say today? Like 16 to 20 mile an hour winds in a low of like, 21 degrees. Yeah. No one would be going outside in Atlanta in that kind of weather. So I'm like, everyone get inside. What are we doing here? Like people here aren't even wearing gloves. I think I made an executive decision regarding Friday. My mom's services are Friday. And I said to my dad this afternoon, I said, Hey, you should, cause he's been retired for Hi, gosh, I don't even know how many years, 15 years, maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. 20, maybe he's been, he took an early retirement from his work. So he's, he's retired and, and I don't know when he's had a worn a suit last. So probably at our wedding. Well, that was a tuxedo, right? Oh, but he wore a suit to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. So I said to him, Hey, you should, uh, Go try on a suit. Are you going to wear a suit to the thing, the service on on Friday? You should go try your suit on. He goes, it's fine. I said, dad, I, (laughs) I, I, in my head say it's fine before I put on last summer's shorts and they never are. Right. They're always a little little, too tight. A little tight. (laughs) He says, okay. So he goes upstairs and sure enough, he comes down and there is... He can't button the the his waist of his pants. His Jeff pants. was just like, told you. So he goes back upstairs and he he finds a different outfit to wear, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, 
it, it kind of fits. And he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to wear. But here's what I'm, here's the executive decision I'm making. Before he even tried on his suit, I asked him what he was going to wear mm-hmm. for the, the ceremony, for the service, whatever it's called, service. I service. Guess. Mm-hmm. I, I said, what are you going to wear for that? He said, well, I'd like to wear what I have on right now, but I don't think that's appropriate. And, it, and he was just wearing like dark jeans and a sweater. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that I think about it, like I think he and I should both wear dark pants and a collared shirt and a sweater. I don't. Because your mom would be like, why are you wearing a jacket? Yes. She would be like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you dressed up like that? And she's, and, and Yeah. And so I think I don't want to mandate like what what the guests will wear. You wear whatever whatever you want. You think is appropriate, but it's not a her her service is not in a church. It's at the funeral home, mm-hmm. so it's not as formal. And I think he should wear what he's really comfortable in. Yeah. And when I saw him in his suit, or I think he was wearing pants and a jacket. I don't think it was a full suit. Yeah. When I saw him in that, I was like, you look nice, but that's not my dad. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to go tomorrow as soon as the the mall opens and get a couple things because I packed so quickly um, that I might buy uh, like a nice black sweater or a yeah. dark color sweater that would fit him. And and I, I know he has dark pants, like mm-hmm. black pants, and I might just... See if he wants to wear that. Yeah, that would be nice. And seriously, your mom would like be poking fun at you too, wearing well, suits. He, she, if, if she was coming back as a ghost and saw everybody all dressed up being very serious, she would ask why we're like, why being dressed up and why serious. Dressed up, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't want him to go through a day where he's going to be emotionally uncomfortable and be physically uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So I might do that. And I know it might be a violation of the rules, but it was nice to like have that little fashion show though. And like, we were all giggling and like, it was a nice little comic relief to try on the suits to do the whole, I mean, he literally was doing a fashion show for us. Yeah, well, I think he was just alarmed. The first suit that he tried on, he couldn't even, he couldn't close the jacket and he couldn't button the pants. He couldn't even zip the pants. And uh, I think he was, he's like, whose is this? <laughs> Who does this belong to? He said, this cannot be mine. And I actually think he's right. I wonder if it's something that years ago, either he bought on sale or my mom bought on sale, or maybe it was even like my suit that got left behind when I like went off to college or something and yeah. ended up somehow in his closet yeah, from a dry cleaner or something like that. But uh, yeah, that one was way small. So I think that's the executive decision I'm going to make. Yeah, I think that's a good decision. Yeah. So to get everybody uh, caught up on... Our day today, today was the boring administrative day. Which I didn't even, Jeff and I, neither one of us really knew. And I don't think you do until something like this happens. Like there's so much random admin stuff and so many numbers you have to call and like random people that you have to let know what happened as like part of this business of death. 
And yeah, and there's a lot of resources online and, and Callie's father has been very helpful in, cause he's very organized mm-hmm. and he's, he's had to do this with fa- his own family members and his in-laws he's helped. So he was able to rattle off a bunch of stuff off the top of his head, which Callie wrote down and sent to me. And then I found some stuff online. So we just kind of went down a checklist and I know one thing that I get from my dad is the lack of patience with poor customer service. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I sat through so many recordings today. Oh, Jeff got hung up on today by the social security administration. Like flat out, they hung up on Jeff. They didn't hang up on me. They, I went through so many recordings and so many menus and, and then they get to the voice prompt and they're like, what are you calling for? And then I say, I'm calling to report a death. And they say, you are calling to report someone is, is deceased mm-hmm. who received social security benefits. Is this correct? And I say, yes. And then the recording says, I'm sorry. And there's a pause. And that pause was just long enough for me to go, oh, how kind of them to have a symp- to have the robot voice be sympathetic to my loss. Yeah. So the recording goes, I'm sorry pause. I have that thought. And then it says, no one is available to help you at this time. And then just hangs up on you. No. Then it says for, for best results, call in the middle of the day. And it was, it was almost calling in the middle of the day. It was almost exactly 12 noon. Yeah. Okay. So that's off. And do not call on Monday or Tuesday. And it was Wednesday. And then it hung up on me. So you're like, okay, where, what am I doing now? <laughs> right. What's the next step? So, you know what? One of my um, coworkers and friends had a loss in her family and she was the one calling the social security administration. And I, I'm pretty sure it took her like three weeks to get someone on the phone. Yeah. There's an office. So if I don't talk to somebody before I leave Syracuse, I can still call the number from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and I might, I'm trying to, I, I might bring one of the, um, cause you have to get notarized certificate death certificates mm-hmm. that you use to close out accounts and get benefits and do stuff. So I'm trying to decide in my head if I physically bring one with me and go into the social security like office, march down there and be like, hi, I'm standing right here. No, but you can go in. Like it's like the DMV. Like you yeah. Can- I had to go there when, um, when we got married. Right. So, but I'm wondering if I go in with a New York state certificate in Georgia into a federal office and try to explain that I'm doing the paperwork for somebody who passed in New York if it would cause, you know how sometimes you can, the simplest things can overcomplicate, can clog the system up. Yes. I will say um, my experience at the social security office in Georgia was actually pretty nice. I, um, I don't want to like jinx us, but I I might do that if I don't get a hold of anyone, but uh, there's dire, dire warnings online. Do not, cash a check or accept a payment in the month of death or past because 
one, it's illegal. It's illegal to collect Social Security benefits from somebody who's for somebody who's deceased, right? right? But apparently it is so inconvenient to repay the Social Security Administration that everybody says, do whatever you need to do to prevent the money from being. And you know, if Jeff is taking this seriously, like it's a big deal because I am a consummate rule follower. Like I follow rules to a D and when Jeff follows rules to a T, it means he's done the research and it's such a pain in the butt and he knows it that he's following the rules to a T. Well, it's not even, to me, it's not even following the rules. It's all about convenience. Convenience, right. Like I don't want the added inconvenience, especially to put that pressure on my dad who doesn't deal well with bungling bureaucratic mess ups. Right. He he said to me today, he launched in to this this story today that was so on brand for Jim Dollar. And I wish you were there to hear it, Callie, but it involved his or my mom's health insurance card. Okay. I had to call her health insurance provider to let them know that they were you know, that she had passed. Mm -hmm. And he gives me the card and he goes, Jeffrey, let me tell you about that. And he proceeds to tell me that she changed primary care physicians two years ago. But when he looked at the health insurance card, it had the name of the old doctor on it. Right. Which bothered him to know it. Why did it have the name? How did they not know that her doctor had updated? And I don't think, I mean, I said, well, did the bills get paid? Like, how did they know to pay the bills or how did they know who to pay the bills? So he's like, oh, everything was taken care of. But it just stuff like that bothers him, which is so funny because stuff like that drives me nuts too. Right. And now I know where I get it from. And so let's just like head off the inefficiency with like if you're seeing warning signs online of like, hey, trust me, yes. this is the worst thing ever. Like, let's not even go down that road. Right. So, uh, it would which today- means you literally have to like what this means is, and this is all like brand new information for me and Jeff and Jim. Like, oh yeah, because we haven't dealt until you deal with it firsthand. Like, you don't really know how many random things that you have to do. Um, but you actually have to go to your bank and say, hey, if this payment hits my account, deny it. That's what somebody, one of the pieces of advice was, is if you notify your bank that the Social Security recipient has passed and you have direct deposit, Social Security direct deposit, which they do, then the bank will- Kick it back. Send it back. So, But you have to take a death certificate into the bank. So we did that today. That was the errand my dad and I were running. And we went into the bank and it's such an awkward conversation to have because I do do not like to make other people feel uncomfortable. And the whole thing is uncomfortable the whole because thing is it's uncomfortable. death and it's weird. So you go up to the bank teller and she's like, good afternoon. Welcome to M&T Bank. How can I help you today? And then I have to say, well, I just want to let you know that. Oh, or, uh, uh, Kelly just jumped up. We're still we're Sorry. recording this sitting on the bed we're in the hotel room. And, Kelly, and I didn't turn the air conditioning off. I mean, the heater, whatever it is. Yeah. And we can't edit. So enjoy the sounds of a hotel air conditioner. OK, listening. there it's off. Oh, it's off. 
So, so she walks in, and I walk in the bank, and she says, uh, "You know, good afternoon, welcome. How can we help you today?" And then I have to say, "Well, I am here because my mom recently passed away." And you can just—it's—I hate making people feel uncomfortable, but there's no other way. Right, you just got to dive in and get to bit. It's just awkward. It's awkward. The whole thing is—it's just—we went to buy flowers today. It's just weird saying it out loud. You walk into the flower shop and they're like, hi, welcome to St. Agnes Florist. What are you, uh, what can I help you with today? And we're, you know, and we're like, uh. Well, we we, need flowers for a funeral. We need stuff to put near an urn. (laughs) And she's like, oh, mm, not a wedding. But everyone has been so professional, kind, and like the whole, I don't know how you felt like dealing with everyone today, but everyone has been like so sensitive and sweet and compassionate. And uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, the customer service side of it has been great, but the awkward, I'll tell you, let's um, uh, thank our first couple of partners this week. And then I'll tell you how I continue to wear the crown, the king of, of, the, king awkward, of awkward. the king of awkward crown. Perfect. Thank you to Bombas for sponsoring this week's show. I love Bombas. I've been wearing their socks for months. And one of my new goals is to replace all of my socks with Bombas. Not only are they super comfortable and I can wear them perfectly with like booties or really cute tennis shoes, but they donate a pair of socks to homeless shelters around the country for every single time we buy a pair of socks, which is amazing because I don't know if you knew this. I didn't until we started working with them that um, socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelter. So I love it. It is so upsidey and I am so proud to wear Bombas socks. Right now you can go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. Excuse me. That's bombas.com slash upside. If you have been thinking about starting a vitamin or supplement regimen, but the thought of going into a drugstore or a health food store and picking out what vitamins, what supplements are perfect for you is intimidating, our friends at Care Of have solved that problem for you. Go to TakeCareOf.com and use the promo code UPSIDE50 and you will get 50% off your first purchase. Here's the thing though, they have a uh, five minute survey that you take online that tells you exactly what vitamins, exactly what supplements you should be taking. And then they package them in little pouches that you just pull out of a box once a morning, once an afternoon, whenever you wanna take it. And there they are, makes it super, super simple. So once again, that website is takecareof.com and the promo code is UPSIDE50 for 50% off your first care of order. And if you are worried about the individual packets, cause I know people get worried about that. Um, they are, and I'm gonna say this word that I always mess up and there's no hope for me saying it right. They are compostable. So you can compost your individual packets, um, which is great. Uh, th- so I went way back in May when I lost my job, Callie was unfortunately, Uh, out of town on the day that I got fired. And I knew that she was driving, she was driving out of town with a coworker and I knew they took her car because I washed it. She asked me to take it and get it cleaned for her like a day or two before. I was riding in the car with my boss and I'm like, I cannot have her in this car and like have my car just be as gross as it normally is. But I had to call her and tell her that I got fired and I knew 
because I'm friends with her boss as well. So I knew that when she saw my number come up, because they were in her car and because it was me and because I'm friends with her boss, that she would answer on Bluetooth, Bluetooth. speakerphone yeah. thing. And she did. And I said, and she goes, hello. And I go, hey. And then her, her, her boss, Robin, says, hi, Jeff, how are you? Are you having a good day? And then I had to say, well, this is going to be awkward, but it was a great day up until I got fired. And then I get to hear the awkward, like jostling around of like all the stuff. I'll seriously never forget the look on her face. <laughs> well, I didn't. I I thought I knew you were in the car with her, and if and if you guys weren't as good of friends as you were, I wouldn't have done it. If we, right. If we all didn't know each other as friends as well as coworkers, then I wouldn't have. I would have figured something else out. Mm-hmm. But so on Monday when I got the word that my mom was very sick and then found out that she had passed and that I was going to be flying up to New York, there were a few people that I wanted to call. I knew I'd already talked to Callie and I knew that she was going to call her parents, but I wanted to call my best friend and let him know. And I called him and he answered the phone on Bluetooth, which he never does. And he goes, Hey, Jeffrey, which is what he calls me. And I go, Hey, George. And then he says, and I can't, I can't remember who it is. One of them was, was, his, was Christy, who works with him. And I don't know who the other person was. But he said, say, say hi to so, Christy and so-and-so. And they both go, hey, Jeff, on speakerphone right. and Bluetooth. And I'm like, well, George, this is going to be awkward. But I just want to let you know that my mom passed away this morning. And then the same thing, the bumbling, the fumbling. Like trying to pick up the phone, the receiver, like, oh my gosh. And he goes, oh my gosh, let me hang up. I'll call you back. I need to pull over. And I'm, and I'm like, George, I don't I don't know anything yet. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. And I apologize to the other people in the car. So I'm so sorry for this. But George, I just did want to, I just wanted to make sure you heard it from me. And he's like, oh my gosh, Jeff, I don't know what to say. And, I, and he felt so bad, but. So just so you, you are officially the king of awkward, oh, a reigning percent. title, thousand percent the king of awkward. Also, um, like this year, oh my gosh, yeah, this year. Well, twenty twenty. Here's, and we'll talk more about this when we can like sit down and do a proper show. But part of me is a little nervous to talk about how. 2019 was lousy and 2020 is going to be better because I think I talked a lot about how much I hated 2018 and how 2019 was going to be better. And then we kicked off 2019 with the miscarriage, then right. the job loss, then this, and then and now we're I, ending it with, with, with my mom. With the loss of your mom. Yeah. I think, um, 2019 was rough, but the, this is going to sound really weird, but See if you can follow me on this. 2019 had really rough parts of it. And there were underlying, like, I'm still grieving our miscarriage and you'll be grieving your mom for a while, um, probably forever. But I think there is, the energy was different this year. Even though this year had really hard things that we've been through. I mean, the energy in 2018, I don't know if you realize it was so bad that even walking into our home, everything just felt stressful, 
bad, uncertain, unclear, and the energy around all of it was so negative. And I feel like even though things are really hard now and we've been through some really hard stuff, um, this year the energy like has been better. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, yes, it's crappy things that have happened that are really hard and really sad, but the overall energy is just different. What do you think, what do you attribute, what do you attribute that change in energy to? I contribute it or attribute it um, to a couple of things. And I know this sounds really shallow, but um, I think our home like is different. I think your energy from just changing the environment, changing our environment was huge this year. Yeah. Cause yeah, I th- I would agree with that. And like we spent all of the, the rough 2018 was all under one roof. We were at the apartment mm-hmm. that whole year and we moved into the new place in February, right? Yeah. We moved like at the tail end of like our miscarriage and all of that stuff. So that was like a reset, right? Environmental reset. Right. And then when you lost your job, like as, as tough and crappy as that was, like, do you remember when you called me and you said that you were relieved? Like that was a really hard and we cried a lot and there were like a lot of things going on at that time. But from the second you lost that job, you were completely different. And then there was so much energy, negative energy surrounding the job. It's weird. Like it wasn't a negative show, but do you know what I mean? Like things were just really tense. Two things. I don't think I cried a lot. Did I? No, I cried a heap. Okay. Because I came out of that. I mean, I came out of the meeting where I got fired and like, I felt almost like I was skipping across the parking lot to get to my car, to just leave the building. Like I felt an enormous weight had been lifted off me. And obviously I was very sad that I wasn't able to make that show successful, Mm -hmm. but I was confident that I, I, I gave it my all and I put everything I had out there. It was kind of like closure. Like it was almost like something had been like, simmering for really long and like you losing your job there and like shaking hands with your boss, like your general manager and having that at that point, I feel like that was almost closure for that part of it. You know what it is? It's, it's, you know, when you get one of those really painful zits, that's way under your skin and you, and you (laughs) can't, and you can't, and it won't come. It's irritated. It hurts. It hurts. It's red. Everybody can see it. And you almost have to acknowledge it. Like, Hey, I'm here. You're like, yeah, I've got it. It's a thing. So is my friend. And you point at it, but it just doesn't. And then all of a sudden it gets close enough to the surface where you can give it a little squeeze and then the pressure's (laughs) off. Yes. I mean, the mirror's dirty, but the pressure's off. That's so gross. But yes, I totally understand what you're saying. That's exactly what that was. And I think I, in retrospect, I think the days that followed that where I got to see a lot of people's true colors and a lot of authentic behavior from, mm-hmm. from people who, who were lousy that I thought were friends. Um, I think that actually helped me with the closure. And I also feel like the upside community, like I, the upside could go away tomorrow and the Facebook group could end tomorrow. And I would be forever impacted 
by the sense of community that we felt like around everything. And I hope that everyone in the group feels that and sees that. And it's just um, that to me, I mean, had we gone through this last year at this time when you still had your job, I think we would have felt so much more at the lowest point of low. Right. And we, I don't think we would have felt as supported. I don't think we would have felt the, as loved. Like I honestly, the sense of community that I, and I, I think you have felt this year is unbelievable. And I don't think that would have happened had you not been fired. So I think a tremendous shift in the energy has been the upside community. I mean, when you talk about community to me at the basic part of it is taking care of each other when you need it. And we had someone send a message to Jeff and I won't say his name, but said, Hey, I work a lot. I have sky miles. If you need any sky miles to get home, you let me know. And right, just like that I to come me back to visit my dad and stuff, a listener, not a, when she says someone, not a, not a friend, a listener, someone upside, in listener. the upside community said, Hey, I have sky miles. So if you want to go home every other week and see your dad, if you, whatever you want, I got you. But that to me is community. And I don't think we would have had that a year ago at this time. And what's, and we see y'all doing it for each other mm -hmm. in the community. And it's, it's awesome. But being on the receiving end of it, and I can't remember who I said this to, if I said that on yesterday's episode, or if I just said it to Callie, or maybe it's tell my dad or whoever. But I, cannot, I have not been able to fully process all of the thousands of messages that have come in because I get so emotionally, I'm getting emotional right now. I, I'm getting, I get so emotionally overwhelmed at all the love. In a good way. In the best way that <laughs> that is what causes me more tears in the best way. Because you're so kind and loving and supportive. And literally every time he opens his phone, he'll get through three messages and just start tearing up because of how incredible your support is. I am both excited and nervous because I want, I want to remain as composed as possible during my mom's service. But I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of flowers there. There's going to be a lot of love. I think I, I, I am planning on being overwhelmed by what that room is going to look like from both friends, family, the upside community. Like mm -hmm. I'm visually going to be able to see the love that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I don't, it, the, the, like even the thought of that now like I can't, I can't, it's, it's too much. It's, it's amazing. And, and this it, is unlike anything. I mean, you've been in radio for 25 years and I think we talk about all the time about how this is just different. This community is so it? different. This is right. This is, I mean, the community is awesome, but did we talk yet and congratulate everybody on meeting another 30 propositions? We did yesterday. Okay. Like, Yeah. So anyways, that's just I will say even in, I saw another example today on the Facebook group of like the community thing that I love so much. And someone had put, um, posted that they were really nervous because they needed a new car 
and they like didn't even know where to start or what to do. And another upsider reached out to them and was like, hey, my husband owns a car dealership and he'd be happy to walk you through everything. And she said that she went to the car dealership. The upsider's husband like had everything laid out for her, gave her a great deal, talked her through everything and was just really nice and supportive of her. And it made her entire experience like pain free. And I don't know. It's just cool. I, I can't wait for 2020 when we, as a community, when us, when this movement truly becomes a movement and we're not only lifting up each other and we're not only giving each other food and giving each other advice and giving each other guidance on buying a car and great deals on buying a car and giving each other love when we lose a parent. But when we are shifting entire populations and we're shifting the energy to just be a better world. I'm so that's what I'm excited. About I love it for 2020, but I'm not going to say that because I got excited for 2019. And that, <laughs> that was a bus. Yeah, that was it a wasn't bus. a total bus because yeah. we made lots of energy. The energy improved the um, hard times, not so much, but maybe 2020, we will have the good energy and then maybe less hard. Times. Yes. <laughs> maybe less. All right. I'm trying to think of, uh, I would love to include something else in today's uh, episode. I, you know what I can think of? I, I don't know. You know what I would like to include? Yes. Um, that people have asked, like, what can we do? Is there a charity that Donna loves that we could donate to? And um, the obituary is on the Upside Facebook group. T-Bird has it. Jeff posted it on his Facebook page. But um, one thing that Jeff's dad wanted to add to the obituary, because we didn't specify anything, is that he would either like we, you. He, he asked about a charity, but there was nothing that was like super close and personal to my mom, to, her, yeah. to, to my mom's heart or my dad's heart. There, there wasn't any specific cause. So he was trying to think of something to put in there charitable. You know, if, if it's so he said, if there's something important to you to donate to that or and I love this to go out and do a random act of kindness today uh, in memory of Donna. And um, if you do that, I'm sure Jeff would love to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so the last line of the, of the obituary is that I thought it was I was thinking of uh, just quirky stories of of my mom because she was she she was just a person that things happened to. And I don't know how or why, but she was just charmed in this way. So a couple things that had happened to her, like one, we were in Las Vegas and David Copperfield in the audience, like at a David Copperfield magic show. And he threw something mm -hmm. out in the audience and whoever called it, caught it, had to go up on stage to do a trick. And she's the one who caught it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she refused to go up on stage. She passed it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But like who, like there's 300 people in the audience or a thousand or I don't know how many people are in Las Vegas show crowds, but there's hundreds of people there and she caught it. We, we went to a taping of the Ellen DeGeneres talk show, mm -hmm. Ellen, Ellen, and they bring somebody out ahead of time to pump up the crowd. 
and they give awards out, you know, for best dancer, best this, best that, whatever. And the guy who's hosting it just out of nowhere comes up out of the crowd and gives my mom a shirt and says, I love your energy. So, so there's a picture. We just saw that picture. Yeah, it's going to be in her slideshow. Of her uh, holding up her Ellen t-shirt. And then this one is one of my favorites because my mom was four foot nine, four foot nine and a half. She's tiny. Tiny. And she didn't know how to whisper. So <laughs> if we're sitting at a restaurant and we're all in the booth at like the, the pizza hut and a woman comes in to pick up her to-go order and she's got pink spiky hair or a guy comes in with a ton of tattoos or uh, a, a, a kid comes in with big gauges in his ears anything like physically out of the ordinary, she'll like whisper and say, look at that woman's hair, but it's not a whisper. But for whatever reason, she thought she was whispering. She would do it all the time. <laughs> and because she's four foot nine and a half, whoever she was talking about would turn around and see her and laugh. Right. Right. And, like, and then like the dude would like roll up his arm, roll up his sleeves to show the rest of his tattoos. Like that's just, and she'd be like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And then she would just ask, <laughs> why is your hair green? Why would you do that to your ears? But she was disarming in the way that she did it. Like she it, was, it never, it came up. It, it was always genuine curiosity. It was never, ever like judgy, judgy. So we're in Las Vegas and uh, they, the, we were walking through the, one of the casinos and they noticed, my mom and dad noticed like a big crowd around one table and it was some high roller betting $500 or $1,000 or- Which is always like amazing to watch by the way. $5,000 a hand on blackjack. And my mom is watching him and she goes, that's, and she's like, holy crap, that's $5,000. But she probably <laughs> didn't say crap. And she thought she was saying it just to Jim dad, dad yeah. and I. But, and the guy turns around and looks at her and he goes, uh, oh, you like money? And she goes, I love money. And he said, I'll give you $100 if you can sing the Star Spangled Banner right now. <laughs> And she says, really? And he goes, yeah. And she sings it. She gets the whole crowd to sing it. And he hands her a $100 chip. Best day ever. Which she promptly took to the to cashier, got yes. her $100 bill, and then said, okay, we can go back to Syracuse now. Yep, I'm done. Trip's <laughs> over. I made 100 bucks profit. I'm good. So anyways, that, that's just funny. So I thought, I was thinking of that story because- if I speak at the service on Friday, I'm thinking about making everybody sing the Star Spangled Banner just in her honor. Callie's looking at me like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. All right. We have been asked several times because you were very sweet. Are Lily and Sadie being taken care of? Are they okay? They are doing great. They are being spoiled, spoiled, spoiled by my parents. And then when my parents come up here, there will be someone watching them. Yeah, the, um, Callie's parents are going to um, be in Syracuse for 24 hours. So we've got somebody who will let them out. We have a fenced yard then. Um, but 
we have a security camera that goes off and we're such annoying dog parents that when the front door, when the security camera buzzes, when the front door goes off, we immediately know if it's Callie's dad who's over at the house. Or a delivery. Well, like we know the times your dad goes over. Right. So if it's him, we immediately turn on the live view back camera. Oh yeah, we so, do this. <laughs> so we can watch the dogs run across the back porch. And then we're like, oh look, they're so cute. And then we're like, hey, Lily came in first. Oh, look at Sadie, she's lagging behind. It's literally the same conversation every single time. The dogs do the same thing every single time, which is they dart out at the same time. Yeah. And then Lily always comes back first, pause on the door to be like, to let herself in. Um, then my dad comes, then Sadie comes. Like nothing is new. And, it's just, and we suck it the whole time. And then we replay it and watch it. It's just so funny that it's like, at, at whatever, seven or eight o'clock at night, we know it's your dad. And that it's like, oh, front door buzz, turn on the back camera. We get to see the dogs. We get to Yay. see the dogs every time. So uh, the dogs are fine. Thank y'all for asking. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. American made in their own state-of-the-art facility in Arizona. They build a mattress just for you when you order. John and Rob Merwin are two brothers who started out 25 years ago learning everything they could about a quality sleep solution. And then they decided to expand nationwide. They pioneered the bed in a box and they shipped their first mattress in 2008. Today, every mattress they sell, handcrafted on demand, delivered directly to your door. If you're wondering why they're called Brooklyn Bedding when they're based in Phoenix, it's because the company is actually named after their second child. As a family-owned company, they always take your sleep experience very personally. And every mattress comes with a 120-night free trial and a 10-year warranty. 25% off right now by going to brooklynbedding.com and using the promo code UPSIDE25. They'll also include some free shipping. That's brooklynbedding.com and the promo code UPSIDE25. We've been sharing a lot of family stories the past couple of days and talking a lot about Jeff's mom. And one of the things that none of us do enough is to share family stories. And StoryWorth can help you do that. This is the most awesome, unique gift idea for your family members. So here's what they do, right? You sign up, you buy a story worth, and they will send every single week a prompt to one of your family members. So they'll send a question that they can answer. And at the end of the year, when they've answered all 52 um, prompts, they'll turn that into a book and send it to you. So it's a meaningful gift. It's really amazing. And you'll, you'll place that order this year. And that would make an incredible holiday gift for next year. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. You can sign up today by going to storyworth.com slash upside. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $20 off. Treat other people how you want to be treated. Don't be bossy and always be respectful to your parents too. Love you. Bye. Bye.